Okay. Good morning, everyone. So, um, we are discussing um, writing a divorce on a uh, potted plant, and then giving the on the pot on the clay pot, and then giving the uh, the ex some nice flowers with the divorce written on the uh, on the on the on the pot. Would that be good? So let's go back to that question. Yeah, just a pot of dirt. I, I was trying to make it more romantic or something. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't want to get... Uh, okay. So, um, let's start three lines from the bottom. Kasfu al-cheres Uh If you wrote it, the divorce, on the earthenware pot, and even though it had a hole in it, and again, the issue with the hole is that the pot is like growing from the ground because the hole means it sucks nutrients up from the ground where it's sitting. And we learned before that you can't write a get on something attached to the ground, but you didn't write it on the plant in this case. You wrote it on the planter, on the earthenware. So that's no problem, kosher. And why does shakolei v'yayv nahale? You just pick up the plant and say, you know, you say you give the woman the divorce. Here's your, her divorce. The question is, what about if the divorce is written on the leaf on the, in the plant uh, that has the hole in, the, um, uh, hole in it? And then, uh, can the, the, will that be a good divorce or not? And again, uh, we're just marveling at how they wrote a divorce on a leaf that uh, had to have been pretty tiny. So uh, and not only that, if you're writing it on the leaf, you have very little room to move because... You, you, you know, it's one thing if you pull the leaf off. Here, the leaf is still attached. You know, you're writing... Uh, um, yeah. And it's got to be a good ink, too. You know, you can't just use any... You know, it's got to be something that's not erasable or whatever. So, Abai Omar, kosher. Abai says, no problem. You, even though it uh, looks like it's a... Now, if this uh, olive was growing in the ground, you'd be in big trouble. But it's not growing in the ground. It's growing in a pot. So, it's no problem. Rabba says, no, it's no good. So we, and so what's the argument? Abai, Omar, kosher. Abai says it's kosher. Well, what do you mean? The leaf is, uh, is, is uh, growing from the dirt and everything. You pick it up and you give her the whole thing. You give her the whole plant. It's no longer attached to the ground. Rabba says, it's true. Really, Torah, there should be no problem giving the uh, divorce written on the planter. But it's a rabbinic problem. We had before that uh, when you give a divorce, it has to be, you have to be able to write it and give it to her directly, and uh, you can't have like an action in between. Uh, meaning that, uh, um, for example, if you give her a cow, you can't tell her, here, cut up and write it on the horn. You can't tell her, here, uh, you know, I'm just giving you the horn, but you have to cut it off and give me the cow back. Uh, because that's, uh, that, that would mean that she doesn't get her divorce without doing something in between. The act of divorce means she puts her hands out and she gets the divorce and finished. But not that the, she has to put her hand out and get the divorce and then do some kind of action. Now over here, she might need to pull off the leaf. Uh, and, uh, and then uh, that, that, that's a rabbinic problem because it has to be that she gets the divorce immediately. Um, when, some, when the leaf is attached to a tree and uh, you can't give her the whole tree, there you have to cut it off 
and there, there might be the problem here. It's sort of a rabbinic problem. Is this because of the, the pasuk that passes of the nasama, meaning the kesiva, the mesina has to be directly? I believe so. I believe that's the issue. Yes. Okay. I think so. Uh, moving on. Atzis. Now we have some interesting cases. Atzis shalacha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. It brings down the, the Ron that says that the, the lifting of the pot and giving it to her is simultaneous. So it's not considered as though detaching is a separate step. So that's why he's trying to explain the bias position. I see. Right. So rubber really, I think, needs the bigger explaining. In other words, why would it be a rabbinic? Unless, like you said, it looks like you're cutting it off the ground. You've got to, there is a step here. You've got to remove it from the ground and give it to her. And so, um, but she's not removing it from the ground. He's already removing it and giving it to her. But we're afraid that she's going to pull the leaf off the plant to put it in her, um, uh, with her legal papers. So she'll have the, so that looks a little bit like a separate step. Okay, so um, in general, the, the rules of a potted plant are a little bit complicated because it's sort of like attached, sort of not. Let's say the planter belongs to someone, and the seeds belong to a different person. And the guy who has the seeds figures he better buy the planter it's his seeds, they're growing in the planter. So he wants to buy the planter. How does he acquire the planter? You can do a regular, what we call a mashicha. You can, he can physically pick it up or pull it. Um, and this way he'll acquire um, the, uh, the planter. That, that's a relatively easy kinyin. But what about the other way around? If the owner of the seeds says, you know, my seeds are in your planter. I'll sell you my seeds. So, low kona, it's not enough to pick up the planter with the seeds like that. Because uh, seeds are a little bit more complicated here. They're, they're seeds that are growing. They're really a plant. And when a plant is growing in the ground, it's not enough to pick it, pick it up. You hear, Achi Yaksip is royal. He needs to make uh, a Kenyan known as Kazaka. Uh, it won't work over here to just pick it up. Rashi. Uh, uh, you have to uh, do something to the planter below mashku, and you didn't do mashikha That's really going further, but you have to do you have to like work the ground in some way. Let's do the earlier Rashi. That's the one I wanted to do. I'm sorry, I did a every now and then I do a misplaced Rashi. I mean, all Rashis are good. Sometimes you didn't do the one that you thought you would do to explain the exact point where we're at. Um, the top two lines from the top. It's not enough to just pick up the planter in this case. You've got to do something with the seeds. Um, the planter itself, if you wish to acquire it, it's something that's not connected. It's very easy to acquire something not attached. You just pick it up. Whereas seeds are attached to something. They're, they're grown in the ground. The dinner kakarka. And they are part of the ground, even though it's ground you could pick up. And the way you acquire ground, three ways, either money or a deed. It'd be funny to write a deed over some seeds. I'll sell you my seeds, right? Um, now, what's an example of making a chazaka? You have to do, um, those are uh, like uh, uh, 
um, tilling the ground or, or doing something to make it grow better, that's a kazaka. Below Yaiv most Kamairi. And we're not talking about you paid money, because if you paid money, the transfer of money would acquire it. So you've got to do, it, it's not enough to do Mashicha, like to pick it up, even though that, that normally that looks like you're in control. When you pick up a plant, I would say you've, you've done it. Here you've got to actually do something in the dirt to acquire the seeds. Because the seeds, I don't know, it could be they're below ground, but that's, that's what we're saying. Okay, back to the Gemara. Let's say you want to sell the package deal. You own the plant and you own the seeds. And and you're selling them to somebody else. The pot and the seeds, yeah, thank you. Hiksik Bizroyim, if you acquire the seeds, you did some you you did something in the dirt to help them grow, Kana Utsis, then you acquire the uh, you get the planter free, so to speak. You you uh, you assume ownership. this is what we learned, the chasim Shain Lemachrais. Property that's not leanable, like a planter. Niknim you can you get it together when you get the property Shiyeshlam that is leanable, the Kesiv Sharbachazaka. What's unusual here is usually land is very expensive, and it's the big deal, is acquiring the land. And so when you get the land, you'll get the objects that are situated in the land. It's like you buy property, you buy a house, you get the stuff that was left in the house. But over here, the land is not really land, it's dirt. You know, it's a seed growing in the dirt. But we, halacha doesn't treat that differently than any other land. That's the surprise of our Gemara. That land is land, and if you acquire land, it has one of those three methods: money, kesef, star, or chazaka. It's not enough that we don't have the. You normally don't pick up land. You can't go into his ground and say, "I picked up the dirt, so that's my property." Now, that's that's not how you show ownership over there. Now, if you if there's things growing and you tilled the land, that would show you're the boss. So over here, even though it's a flower pot, it's a funny kind of land. You've got to do something to the dirt if you didn't do one of the other kinyanim. Again, that's a little bit of a surprise, but that's what he's saying. Hiksik ba'atis. What happens if you picked up the plant uh, and you didn't acquire the dirt? So afatsa, you don't even get the planter. Achiyaksu, you got to do something for those seeds because over here the main thing is the seeds. Again, that's continuing on in that a little bit unusual, but. We have to understand that, that dirt is dirt. When you're acquiring, you know, it doesn't, uh, the fact that it's in a planter, you're still just acquiring what's growing in the dirt. Um, I, wonder whether, I wonder whether watering the plants are good enough. Do you have an idea? I would think so. I would think so. Um, I don't know enough about what the, the two things Rashi mentioned about the Nikush and Idur. Those are, um, you know, the... I, I use the word tilling. I just want to know weeding or edor is uh, sometimes trimming, um, pruning. pruning. Yeah. So you're asking is watering. I'm pretty sure watering would also count. If you water the plant, uh, um, you know, that shows that you've done something for the, the ownership of it. Okay. I, what needs explanation is why Mashiach doesn't work. Um, and normally, if you pull it to you, doesn't that, uh, I mean, it, 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 it may not separate the, the roots. Um, it could be, it could yeah. be. It's somehow, it if, if you want to acquire what's growing in the ground, so it's one thing if you do something to help it grow better. If all you did was move it, that doesn't make it yours. That doesn't, sh- even though normally when you, you bring it towards you, but here we're just treating it as earth. Okay. It is what it is. That's interesting, Allah. Next case. You want to acquire uh, a tree, um, or you want to know the status 
of a tree? Is it an Israeli tree or is it a Chutzlaretz tree? So Nikvu uh, Baaretz, the, uh, the trunk is in the ground in Eretz Yisrael, the Nofo Bechutzlaretz, and the, uh, the foliage, or what do you call the top of the tree? The, uh, the overhanging branches. They overhang outside the land of Israel. And uh, most of the crops are growing from the top of the tree. But that's, that's, that's hanging over Chutzlaretz. So how do we look at this tree? Is this an Israeli tree, and Chayev, and Trumas, and Maestras, and Shemitah, or is this a Chutzlaretz tree? Um, it's almost like having a tree over the boundary line where the, the trunk is on your property, but the fruits are in their property. I mean, you're going to tell me you can't pick the fruits? It's in this property. But he's saying, well, the trunk came from my property. Uh, uh, Michael, do you know, is there a rule about that offhand? Um, a... No, I mean, I've, I've heard of people trimming branches from a next-door neighbor because the squirrels can get onto the roof from those branches. So I, I actually had, I was wondering that. I have a neighbor. So are you allowed to do that or yeah, people do that? Are. No, you are allowed. Can I go onto his property to trim those branches? That's the Georgia law do from your property. is also with a tree. You had mentioned years ago, right? If a tree is in one person's property, but it falls into the other person's uh, property in terms of liability, like that, the moment, yeah, yeah. the moment it's on somebody others, somebody else's property, that's their property, that's which right, is bizarre, effect. but. Unless uh-huh. you mention it to the right, unless you know, uh-huh. treat it as assets. I see. Uh-huh. And in our area, Rubberstein, if something overgrows the property line, you're allowed to cut it back to the property line. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. You can't take a shotgun to you. know. Don't touch my tree, right? Because it's going to end up that like half the tree is trimmed. If you just trim your right. side, that's what I was thinking. Like it's going to be very funny looking, you know, but that's, you know, I took care of what's in my property. He'll have to take care of. But that's the question over here. So Abaye says, Buster Nokvos Linen. Uh, he says, you look where the roots are. That's, the, uh, that's how you determine the tree is an Israeli tree, Eretz Yisrael tree. Rabbi says, Buster Nokvos No, you look at the, uh, the foliage. Where's the, where's the main foliage grown? So Mora explains, Bida Ashrish, if it's fully rooted, Kuliamalo Pligi. You go where the roots are. Ki Pligi, but alo Ashrish. didn't take root yet. Who Bida Ashrish, lo Pligi. Are you sure that even when it's rooted in one place, there's no argument? Well, there are ways to argue on everything, but none. We learned the following. Shtegagos. Let's say Shteganos. Uh, you have two gardens, a higher tier and a lower tier. Your neighbor has the upper garden, and you have the lower garden. Zu al-gavzu. And one is higher than the other. V'yerik main time. And guess what? Something grows in the middle. Who owns it? So Ramirez says, Sho oyon. The, the upper garden uh, owns it. Rabbi Huda says, no, the lower garden does it. So uh, you see that there's an argument, even though it's rooted uh, in the ground, we're still not sure how to define it. Who owns it? Does it go where the, who, the owner of the ground, or does it go whose property it hangs over? See, being in the middle, it's growing from the upper guy's garden. The, the earth, it's coming out of his earth, but it's hanging over the, the lower guy's earth. In the airspace. So you see that there's still an argument there. So Gemara says, Hustan Taitami. There it says the reason. Ramir says, If the guy on top decides to dig a little bit, the veggie goes bye bye. So since he could take away the dirt, shouldn't he be the owner? He says, Yeah, but if the guy in the bottom wanted to fill in his dirt, 
then the vegetable goes bye-bye. So really, each one could destroy this vegetable. So that's the uh, argument over there. So, so there, there's uh, specifically because each one is important, they can make the argument it should be their veggie. But over Vakati, uh, but are you sure bit Ashrish Lopligi that there's no argument uh, if it only grows in one property? Vatanya, what about the following case? Elon a tree, accessible Eretz and accessible, it's half and half. So the half that grows in Eretz Israel is Tevil, it has to be tithed. The half that grows outside of Eretz Israel is free and clear as cooling. But they're both mixed in together. Divrei Rebbe. You've got to figure out which apple you're eating. Rishin Gamliel says, It's not mixed. Some of it is good and some of it's not good. So uh, is every apple a mixture or is every apple, it uh, depends on which side it grew on. So what's the argument? My love, part of the upper growth is, uh, is, is in Eretz Israel and part is not in Eretz Israel. So even though it's all rooted in Eretz Israel, we have the argument. So Umar says, no. That case is, really, the roots themselves are 50-50. So since the roots themselves are 50-50, that cr- we're saying that, really, if the roots are all in Eretz Israel, it would definitely have to tithe. Why, in that case, is it an argument? Because the roots are 50-50. So if the roots are 50-50, so should, everybody should agree that your half your half your roots are turning the fruits into uh, half tithable things. The time in Rishon Gamliel, the Masik Sunima. No, there's a rock in between. So then the Gemara says, and my taima, what's the issue? The Hader Arva, even though the roots are separate, they later on mix together higher up on the ground. So what's the argument? Being in the air together, kind of they, they suck nutrients out of each other when they're higher up. Omar suffered, no, high luchud koi, high luchud koi. Technically, the roots are growing in two different spots. So it's kind of an interesting debate. They, they, they definitely, plants take from their roots. The question is, when they intermingle later, do they somehow uh, suck from each other? Is there some kind of nutrients they get from that spot? They share the sun. I don't know exactly how, how you would define it, but that would be the argument here that uh, potentially this plant has roots in chutzorets, but we're saying it, it, since it later on twists and grows together with the Israeli plant, that makes it possibly a mixture. It's interesting. I don't know what you would call that. Is that from the sun? Is that from the... Um, it's just the way the nutrients work. But we have that machlokas still. Okay, back to Gittin. Rabbi Yehuda ben Omar. So we listed in the Mishnah that you shouldn't write a divorce on paper that can be forged that it's no good if uh, it's written on forged paper. That's one of the requirements. I mean, they said, no problem. You can write it on, if you can write. I guess you can't forge a leaf, by the way. They, uh, I mean, if you erase it, it's not a, you know. Forging means that you could erase it and nobody would know the difference. Right? So uh, how do we know which paper, which parchments are forgeable? So there's three kinds of parchment. There's matzah parchment, Chippah parchment and diftera parchment. And what do these terms mean? Matzah is the same as the word matzah kamashmo. Matzah means that it's the poor man's bread, just flour, simple bread. The lo melias. So the parchment that's called matzah means it's just parchment. The lo melias, they didn't salt it. Velo kemiach, they didn't flour it. Velo afits, and they didn't gallnut juice it. 
It's just a raw, plain parchment. Now, the, since it ha- basically when you uh, work a parchment, so the upper layer gets like pulled off and it gets smoothed and it's made into this nice paper-like surface. If you don't do all that, you've got this raw hide, and if you were to write something on it, it'd be very easy to erase because you just go into the next layer of the hide. So, but that's the first kind of parchment. It's called the matzah parchment, and that's totally unworked. And what halacha would, would it be regarding uh, that you need to know this? Shabbos. If somebody carried out a piece of this parchment on Shabbos, and how much is the minimum amount? They used to use this um, to cover... Uh, people used to have weights, weights and measures. And um, apparently, like, uh, food, if food starts sticking to the weights or they start getting dirty, they aren't the exact weight. They used to have a cover for the weights, and the cover was made out of matzah parchment. That's the, uh, uh, so that's, that's what the typical one was used. The comma, how big it is on my bike, he rivet a rivet, very small little, uh, they would take a little piece of this parchment to cover the weight uh, of Pampadisa. Chippa, that's the middle kind of parchment, it was salted, below kemiach, but not flowered, below ap, it's not called We need to know if somebody carried out on Shabbos what's the minimum amount that's considered significant. If you can't, person carries something, the truth is, you always find out on Pesach when you empty your pockets, there's like little pieces of dust in your pocket. Mm. There's always something, right? So, but I, how can you carry outside air? The answer is it's not significant. You know, pocket dust is not, is not something that you worry about carrying. But if you carry a big enough piece of parchment to do one of these things, then a person would be liable for Shabbos. So, uh, and then we finally get uh, to, um, I'm sorry, we're still in the middle one. How big is it? Or They used to make little uh, amulets out of it. And apparently the amulets uh, weren't fully uh, worked leather. They were like raw leather. I think even today sometimes you'll see like a leather necklace. It's, uh, the leather is not fancy leather. It's just, you know, just amulet leather. I don't know why. And then you finally you have diphtera. You have the most worked one called the diphtera hide. It is salted and it's flowered below aphids, but it wasn't gold That's the one they wrote the divorce on. The Chachamim, they said, anything you write on is good. Who's the Chachamim Omar, Rebbe Eliezer? Rebbe Eliezer said it's Rebbe Eliezer. There's a Rebbe Eliezer who's a Tana, and there's a Rebbe Eliezer the later. Yeah. So um, let's do the top Rashi. Um, I'm sorry, thank you. Rebel Lazar, that's yeah, correct. Rebel, but they're both Rebel Lazar. Omar Rebbe Lazar, Rebel Lazar. Okay, let's see Rashi. Um, we've quoted this a few times, but we're still going to have to wait at least a month till we really get into his opinion. Um, there seems to be an argument about whether this, the important thing is the writing of the document or the testimony that the witnesses see the divorce being given. Let's see, Rashi, He says the signing of the divorce on the top Rashi, that's nothing. That's not Minatorah. Minatorah, they don't even need to sign. Below Sagi Lamitva, below Edimisira. And it wouldn't be enough um, to give the divorce unless you have witnesses to see it, that see that it was given. The Inhu de Avid 
it's those witnesses that make the separation. It's the, by the way, a wedding also, it's the witnesses who witness the marriage that count. It's, it's, that's why that's the, the important, they call those two witnesses up there and they witness the putting of the ring. It's not just the putting of the ring on the finger. If it's done in secret and nobody sees it, it's, a, it's that it's witnessed. And so too with the divorce, he's saying it's the witnessed that counts. And you have to say you need those witnesses. I, what do you mean? Why do you need a witness? He gives her the document. We learn out from um, We're not worried about a forgery because we have witnesses who saw the whole thing. Um, because you need to read what the divorce says. And if there was some secret problem, they would know about it. And according to the one who says um, that, uh, the, um, that it's important just to witness it, uh, somebody that wants to remarry, she needs to bring who saw the document delivered. So the first opinion is that we're explaining is Rebel Lazar. That's, uh, that means the main thing is the witnesses that, sh- that, uh, that he gave her the get. According to a mayor, um, according to him, the main thing is the signing. So you always have to make sure that the document is not forged. Demand is stomach because the one who relies on Eid Kasima, uh, on the signatures, Isha Baldinosibaget, a woman who wants to get married, Ainu maybe Lifnainu Ainim Khosimbo. Um she doesn't have to bring the witnesses that signed it, if you know the signatures. And if things could be forged, what, uh, the whole thing is you're proving the, that the witnesses, the signatures are legit. But that, are, are we relying really on the document or are we relying on the testimony of the witnesses? That really seems to be the debate. But again, we'll get to it later. Uh, let's go top of our Gemara. Omar, Rebelezer, Lohikshu, Rebelezer, El Alter. Even Rebel Lazar, who says we rely on these witnesses, you've got to do it right away while it's still in their memory. If it's like 10 days later, it's no good. because Maybe the husband said certain things. Here's your divorce, but you still have to do X, Y, Z. You still have to give back the key to the house. So you still have to give back to whatever the husband said. But guess what? It took place later, and uh, you know, somebody's made some changes there. Rabbi Yochanan says, I feel me yamim. He says, no, nah, 10 days is no big deal. He says, if there was something they would remind themselves. It's interesting. It's almost like a memory argument. Will, will the witnesses remember or not? Um, we said we could make a conditional get where like, you can't go to your parents' house for 30 days. Because that's permanent. But if you, if you say, you do this, then it'll be a divorce. So he could say, you know, do this one condition and then as long as it's, it's not going to... The condition can be fulfilled, and then right. they'll be permanently it's divorced. Open-ended. It's not open-ended, right. That's the way it is. So you could do a condition, but we, we today would not recommend it. We, I, don't, I don't think they... You're uh, saying that if you had a condition of, you know, you can't do this for 30 days, and then it'll be effective. Right. The witnesses would have seen that 30 days prior. Correct. They would have known, that would have had to have been said when the get was delivered. So they would have had to have been aware of it. But they would deliver it after the 30 days or right now? Right now. Right. No. Okay. She's got the divorce. Uh-huh. The question okay. is... Uh, it's, not, it's kind of like it's not consummated, isn't it? Correct. That's it's right. Kind of like, yeah. Yeah. 
there's, there's still other things to be done. That's really the question. Question? Yeah. Mm -hmm. This is only if this is written on this diphthera paper or the erased paper. Because right, because we're we're not relying on the paper so much, because uh, we're afraid that they, they um, he could have added some conditions that, that weren't there or they could be changed. So we're saying that after giving that document, the woman has to immediately go to court and produce it and say, here it is. I guess it's registered then, it, it, or or then she wants to remarry. She, I think she would go to court and say, I want to, I want to marry tomorrow. I got my, here's my paper. But I thought she has to wait the uh, the time. Um, sometimes she has to do that. That's her, the three months. Um, we really talked about that a little bit. That was something that came up was that it, it sounded like she would was getting married right away, and then normally there is a waiting period. Uh, but we're just concerned. Did she keep the? What about the conditions in the get? Were those? In other words, the the get is only a divorce if if all the conditions were met. And the question is, do we have the original document or not? Or maybe those conditions were added later. Do we have to suspect that there were conditions? It's only by Gittin that uh, uh, this would work. But other documents, you can't use uh, temporary paper, cheap paper. Uh, in other words, by a divorce, there's this special rule that we look at the, the witnesses are really the important thing here. But other documents, it's not the witnesses, it's the document. And there's a famous discussion by uh, Yirmiyahu when he's, uh, um, he's told by the Chorbin that um, uh, the people were all down and depressed. Uh, the base of English was about to be destroyed. The Gullus was going to begin. And uh, he wanted to remind them that we're coming back. And then uh, he was told to go buy some property. Uh, nobody buys property if they're all getting kicked out. And he said, you better save the deed because we're coming back. So it says over there, what's very interesting today is the oldest, garment, uh, oldest deeds that exist were the Dead Sea Scrolls that are, that are put in clay pots. <laughs> so that what Yermio said was something he wanted to last a long time, put it in clay pots. Those, that's actually what the Dead, the Dead Sea Scrolls were in clay pots. Those, those are, um, we're waiting to find Yermio's deed. If we find that, you know, that's... Uh, uh, so Hashem, you know, said it over there. So you see that for regular documents, you can't have something that's going to fall apart. So that's the proof that this is only by Gittin that the main thing is that we're seeing the marriage nullified. The document is just like a proof of that, and so, but it doesn't need to be permanent. Whereas other documents, those are permanent registries. For Rav Yochanan says, if you lose stars, uh, even other doc other documents can be written. It doesn't. Have, you don't need a permanent. Uh, uh, you don't need the one that's treated with the flour and the salt and everything. I vaksiv laman yamdu yami rabim. Doesn't it say you want your documents to last a long time? That's just good advice. So we've had this. Uh, had this. It's funny. We had this in the Gemara. Sometimes the Gemara seems to give advice, and it's strange to us because. The Gemara was not the Ben Franklin Almanac, you know, wasn't there to give good advice. It teaches Torah. And so here we're saying even the Torah gives good advice. Um, so some people would want to learn that Hashem is teaching us in life that we should try to help people. Well, we know something that makes sense. We share it. We give good advice. We give good help. That, that even that's Torah. Uh, wh whether the advice changes or not, but the idea that we should want to share, uh, help people with what we've learned and what we have that always needs to be our attitude. Uh, but it is interesting. There are places where some people seem to be given advice. 
It's, it's a funny answer. Uh, the, Hashem is just telling Yirmiyahu, oh, by the way, if you want it to last a long time, you know, put it in the clay pots. If you put it in the other pots, it's not going to allow you to bury it or whatever. If you want it to last a real long time, you know, after the Korban, put it in the clay pot. It's a tova. Just a good idea. Back to the mission. This mission is a surprise. That's why we have the nice long tosus that we're going to tease you with, but we're not going to do. Um, uh, the question here is, until now we spent the first uh, three weeks talking very much about lishma that the divorce has to be written for his sake, for her sake, with them in mind, and has to be written by an expert that really will know to have them in mind. Our mission all of a sudden blows all that apart and says, yeah, anybody who wants to write, they can write. Filu cherish, got somebody who's deaf-mute, shota, an imbecile, a cotton. No problem. They can write to get. So um, that's going to be a surprise because how do they do lishma? Vaisha, uh, even a woman can write her own get. Vaish, and even the man can write his own receipt, uh, the receipt that he paid the ksuva. You know why uh, they can write these documents? She'en kiyam get The main thing is the signatures. The writing of the document, that doesn't, you can get that out of a computer. You just, did you sign it? If you signed it, that makes it valid. This view is uh, that we're going with the signatures. The signatures are what count, not the, not the document itself. So uh, that's, uh, let's see the Gemara. How could this be good? Vahalav b'nei de'a ninu. The Cherishot of the they don't know what's going on. They don't know what's flying. How could they write a get? They don't know. Amar Ravuna, Ravuna explains, It means they have a coach. They have somebody standing there and telling them what to do. Um, could you get a non-Jew? Could you, what, what's the parameters here? But, uh, but that's all on the next page. But there is a big uh, tosus over here. Who's this Gemara going in that... Uh, uh, and and how would it be good? It seems to be different than uh, what we've said until now that you need lishma. Why would this be? Why would this be considered lishma? Is it that the 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 coach is does like he turn it into lishma? Can he make it lishma? It's a little bit of a surprise this opinion coming here because until now we've gone that uh, uh, that it is important. Uh, but this is emphasizing that the signature is what does it. Okay. Have a great day, everybody. Be well.